welcome to the sixth episode of the yes, Friends of Mine Six already? Yeah, round six. Yeah, I said to you last night it was number six, and you were like, no, no, it's definitely number five. It was, uh, yeah. I really genuinely haven't thought we'd done that many, but it's cool. It's really cool. Um, just want to start this off by apologising for last week. Um, I was really quite ill. I had some weird bug. Um, so I, yeah, we, I couldn't do the episode, unfortunately, but we're here now. Right, that's all that matters. Couldn't do the episode or the bottomless brunch, which I was at. No, going to be honest with yeah. you, I'm more upset about that than, yeah. uh, than this. I was um, looking forward to that, actually, as um, going, but... So we'll how do it you, another time. Obviously, I know that we all, I saw you yesterday, but for the <laughs> yeah, sake of... Yeah, we did the, see each other like 12 hours ago, less <laughs> than 12 hours ago. For the sake of the podcast, like, how are you? How are you been physically? You said you've been obviously poorly, but mentally. Yeah, um, yeah so basically, I the last, I want to say a couple of weeks, might be a bit less than that, I've um, had like a lot of physical stuff going on. Like, I've got a lot of little ailments that I've had for like months even well some of them years and years and years actually and they all just sort of came to a head at the same time unfortunately um so I've been really not just the bug but in general had quite a lot of uh physical stuff come back which in turn because I'm as you know quite a bit of a hypochondriac it's kind of a (laughs) it's kind of a vicious circle I think where you sort of panic a little bit about what's going on with your body and then that stress added stress sort of exacerbates a lot of the issues so um so yeah physically I've not been doing great and it has sort of um affected me mentally although I think I've done quite well I think if this happened years and years ago I would have like really spiraled into like really panicking about everything that's sort of going on but you know doing the right things going doctors about um all of it I think um every sort of thing that's going on going doctors about um with the mental health because of sliding back into a bit of panic again i have um just spoken to the doctors about it and doing cbt on thursday right, which, which you spoke about quite a bit so yeah. be able to share a bit um with you on that and talk about that um so yeah so doing all the right steps kind yeah, of which mostly being proactive which is a good thing yeah i think before i used to if i had this happen before i would have just panicked and been like oh god there's stuff going on in my body i really need to get checked out may have gone doctors but definitely would have put that off through fear mm-hmm. i think I, I think it's natural when you have certain symptoms you'd say i'm really shit scared and maybe for me i used to put it off which is really stupid because the doctors the only ones that are going to know but but no this time i just said look if this is you know if this is could be serious i need to go um and yeah so i went and like you say trying to be proactive instead of reactive i guess yeah which is which is a good thing and how would you feel about starting a cbt obviously i've spoken about it before I, i find it really beneficial um you know, would recommend. I mean, I'd recommend people are different. I'd recommend cancelling to anybody, but I've done cancelling and I've done CBT, and I think they're both really good. You've got to go in now, I think, with an open mind. Um, which I think, especially when I started cancelling, I was very um, reserved, and mm. you know, even like you know, I'd go, I'd go there and I'd go, "How are you? Yeah, I'm fine." you're not fine because you're here yeah. like that's not and that and I, and I found it really difficult to not, not to be honest but to open up um and I think it got to the stage where the bloke who I seen at first had turned around and said if you're not going to be honest then there's no point of you being here um which is a brutal way of doing it but we're so honest because mm. you know I'm there for an hour or I think it might be an hour and a half you know just be honest and it's nice as well because the person you're sat across the room from 
doesn't know you outside of that room. So they don't know, they don't have any expectations of you. They don't have any um, opinion on you, good or bad. Uh, and, and that's quite quite nice just to, to go in and be mm. completely honest with someone without any judgment. I mean, how do you feel about going and doing that? Yeah, I think I'm going to be really nervous. I have, I did do it once. I did have a period of doing it once before, but we're literally talking when I was 19, I want to say. So a long time ago, long time ago, <laughs> 16 years you ago. You said it, not me. Um, and I do feel it really helped because I did do both. I did do the counselling at first, but I think with the counselling, it sound a bit might sound a bit weird, but it's briefly what we spoke about last time. But I think with the counselling, they kind of got the wrong end of the stick with me because... I went to the doctors saying that, you know, I was suffering from panic attacks, but also that they were caused by me being stupid and taking stuff I shouldn't mm-hmm. have took. But then the doctors couldn't let that go. So they assumed that I was still on them and that was still causing my panic attacks, even though, like I'd explained, I said, no, like as soon as I had like the panic attacks, I you was stop. like, I stopped. Like they were so much, they were so um, scary and just took my completely took my mind over I didn't Mm. even think about touching anything else like I don't even think I drank for like three years when like a a sip of alcohol while I was um having the panic attacks and that and they couldn't look past that so when they sent me to a counsellor I sat down with the counsellor and they'd obviously sort of instead of saying you know how you feel they they started talking about the substances and I remember just thinking I even said to him I said like that's not an issue like that may it would have been an issue like six months before that yeah this is my issue but then it was like that's not my issue that caused it um so the counseling didn't really work for me but I remember the CBC can't even speak now (laughs) CBT really helped me um it was good. I think that there was that and a couple of other things that were going on at the time, which sounds a bit weird because they were actually negative things kind of, um, but they strangely helped. So I was doing CBT. I got dumped by a long-term girlfriend and I passed my driving test. And it sounds really st- all within like a, like a week. Yeah. Like, um, And it sounds really weird, but those three things somehow gave me a bit of a path out of it, as well as some of the other stuff I was trying on my own. Like... Um, reading you know trying to get into eastern philosophy a bit doing meditation and stuff like i think all of that combined but yeah it sounds strange but i feel like those events even though one of them was quite negative helps you helped me yeah sometimes you need that push yeah that person and and again i said about as it before being sort of comfortable you need sometimes something to shake it up and to yeah um obviously obviously worked i'm guessing because yeah i feel like it just changed my brain do you know what I mean even though like I say one of them was really negative I think like the past and the drive and test it like I don't know I guess maybe and this is subconscious I don't remember ever thinking this but now I can reflect on it maybe it was just like wow I did something that people say is like one of the scariest things in the world while suffering from panic disorder and that yeah. kind of just showed my brain like you can do this if you can pass your drive and test when you're going through this after being dumped like you can you can yeah, do yeah, this. yeah definitely you passed first time I did. Passed my oh, theory first time and my... Uh, I passed my theory first time, failed my test first time. Actually, came up on my Facebook today, 10 years ago today, I passed my driving test. Was it? Which is mental how quick that's... When would that have... Did you do it when you were like 20, was that then? Uh, I'd have been 21. Oh, same as, I'm pretty sure that's the same as me. Pretty yeah. sure I passed when I was 21. Was that as the one I'd done my driving test? You and Tommy to come and pick me up off my driving lessons and... Yeah, go to Wellington for the day. <laughs> I didn't. I uh, I didn't even really get lessons. Either. I did about four. I was doing it with my dad at the time, 
Um, and I did my test in like what was kind of his car, but obviously it became my car. Um, but yeah, I uh, I didn't really have lessons. I did about four or five, and because I was doing my dad, he was like, "Yeah, you're ready to like do your test." And then broke up with his missus, and then started telling me how I needed more lessons. I was like, "I oh, know what's going on here. Oh, he's, really? just, he's lost money." <laughs> you know, no judgment of the poor guy, but I. Uh, so I was like, sod that. So me and my dad just booked it and I just did it in my uh, own car. I don't even know you could do that. Like, yeah, yeah, you can do it in any car. I don't know. I think, I, I don't I can't remember if you have to like have a certain car maybe, but yeah, I did it. Which I think was helpful because that car was so easy to drive. Um, like it was like a 1.8 diesel, so you like couldn't stall it. It was like yeah. so easy to drive. So I think if I did it in another car, I might have struggled with it. <laughs> That's on it. That was like not <laughs> so, like yeah. that, yeah. Back history, yeah, just, uh, <laughs> Learn something new every day. So obviously you said about you like the physical things and how that's affected you mentally and you've done the right moves and going to the doctors, etc, etc. Away from going to the doctors, what else have you done to try and... Um, I'm always... One thing, I guess it's kind of a hobby of mine, you could almost call it, but one of my things is I'm always trying to work on my way of thinking. So mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of that. I haven't... And this kind of ties in, I guess, to some of the physical stuff that's going on. But I haven't really cleaned up my diet like I know I should. And I haven't really been exercising like I should. Because um, I usually start with those things. I think they can be really important, like we spoke about before. But I have tried to change my way of thinking about it. I think some of my issues for it is like when I was feeling anxious or depressed, I'd always like label myself as those things. Yeah. Um, and I think I've got this from from a book or something or, or something I've heard before, but it's like trying to separate it. So saying like, I'm currently suffering from a bit of anxiety as opposed to saying I'm anxious, saying I'm feeling a bit low or no, sorry, like I've got um, some depressive thoughts instead of saying I'm depressed. Because when you're saying like I am, you're, you're really identifying mm-hmm. with it. It's becoming a part of who you are. So little things like that, I'm just trying to, which I, again, I suppose is something that maybe the CBT will get into, like that kind of, because yeah, yeah. um, it's all about your, your thinking, isn't it? So I'm already trying to, trying to do that a little bit. Um, but it's just, it is difficult. It is really difficult at the moment. Um, I always struggle when it comes to worrying about my health. Like I say, I'm a massive hypochondriac. I think it comes from stuff when I was younger. I used to read medical books when I was a kid for some weird reason. Like I, I have no idea why, but naturally you learn, learn all these symptoms. Yeah, yeah. So when you get a few bruises, you're like, Oh God, I'm dying of this, this, this. Um, I always say as well, I don't know, cause I, I can imagine you were the sort of person that, it's got a headache and my eye is sore and you're Googling it and mm-hmm. you're like, oh my God, I've got a problem. Yeah, 100%. Tumor. And obviously, like I say, because it started young, because I did, Google obviously didn't really exist around this that yeah, time, yeah. but I used to go into medical books because we had them. So it was like almost the same. You know how people now, like like you say, they Google, Google their symptoms. Yeah. I was reading on my symptoms. And I think as well, like I don't obviously ever want to put blame on my parents because I know why they did it and... um you know, like I say, I've had a, a great upbringing, FM. but another thing I think that caused that a little bit was when I was younger, my parents used to do that thing, which I think all parents or a lot of parents do. They use um, illness and stuff to try and stop you doing things, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my mum would do that. If I went anywhere near Rust, she'd say, be, well, I think it's my mum, mum or dad, but they'd be like, don't go near Rush, you might get tetanus, you know, or stop playing there, you might get this. And I remember one specific thing, it always stuck in my head because 
A, I'd never, even though, like I say, I used to know quite a lot about medical stuff, I'd never heard of the disease before, but I think it's Legionnaire's disease. Yeah, yeah, in water. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My, um, I remember once we were on holiday and I was walking under a pier and there was obviously water dripping off. And I just remember them saying, oh, be careful if that hits you, you could get Legionnaire. And I think naturally that, among just my natural way of thinking at the time, kind of caused me to have my... Yeah. I mean, maybe not. I think sometimes you always look for reasons and maybe that's a complete lie. But the fact that I still remember yeah, that yeah. now means yeah, that, that must have scared yeah. me at the time. Yeah. What did I say to you on Wednesday? I told you that if you were a car, you failed the MIT. Didn't mm. I? Like, like, yeah. So yeah. when you when you sat on Wednesday and you sort of listed off all the things that are going on, you do sort of almost think to yourself, no wonder like you're struggling because you've got all these different concerns and it's gonna naturally affect yeah affect you as well so it's not a surprise that you've um found it difficult maybe the last yeah last couple of weeks yeah it has been um it has been a bit scary and like i say it's just the fact they kind of like all sort of come out at once mm-hmm. so i'll briefly go into it just in case people wonder what i'm going on about so number one is like my bowels have been playing up for like uh, since May, so however long that's been, six months? No, yeah, like. that, we'll yeah. say that. Um, maths is not much, <laughs> um, like really bad. And um, so I've got tests going on there. Um, but so naturally, you just kind of always think of the the worst case scenario. And obviously, the doctor's a little bit concerned. They want to do a colonoscopy, um, which I've got on Tuesday, so that's gonna be nice. Yeah, I've already, I already went to have it happen before, but it all went wrong. The bowel prep, so I unfortunately yeah, couldn't be, have it done. So I got to be do a pain it in the arse, isn't it? Man? Literally, yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, to not look forward to that. I also, I used to when I was younger suffer. Well, I say younger in my teenage years. Um, went doctors and found out that I have something called an ectopic heartbeat, which um, basically means your heart does like a double beat, but it actually feels internally like your heart stops for a split second so literally you'll just suddenly feel like a thump in your chest although i feel them a bit more in my throat to be honest um and then it will just suddenly go back to normal but like in that brief instant obviously it can occasionally make you panic and they did say uh, from the beginning they were like look it's lots of people suffer from this it can be caused by a variety of things probably nothing serious um but they did say to always look out for if you ever feel breathless around the time it happens or start blacking out and unfortunately i did start feeling really breathless when i had some really strong ones and started um feeling like i was going to black out um a week or so ago so unfortunately i've had to go and have that looked at um as well and uh, the other thing is just um, been having lots more floaters in my eyes, which I've always suffered from, but they're really annoying. And uh, I'm not too worried about that one because <clears throat> it's not drastically bad, but I've had to go to the opticians and they want to um, have a little look at that. Um, so they're, they haven't yet, but they're talking about um, sending me to a consultant about that. Um, so, yeah, it's just free, you know, my sight, my heart yeah, and yeah. my uh, other than eating. That, other um, than that, you're all good. Yeah, so so that's briefly it. But like I say, because of those three things, it's naturally made me panic a little bit. But I think I'm doing I think I'm doing well in terms of toning that down a little bit. I had quite a few panic attacks about it, which was just strange because from going from having panic attacks all the time, I actually got them down to like having them very rarely, maybe one every six months, maybe even one a year. Like I really don't suffer from full blown panic attacks much anymore. But unfortunately, last week they did come back a little bit. I had a few in one week, which not it's nice, but it's interesting. Like, I don't know whether or not I'm now because we do this and we we talk a little bit more. Whether or not I'm maybe more aware of it, or maybe what I've been aware of it, but 
not really paid attention if that makes sense. But I think since we've started doing this, what's this episode six, six. we said, missed a couple of weeks, so here and there, say we've been doing it, say ten weeks altogether. I've noticed in that ten weeks you've um almost like fluctuated. You've been with mm. yourself and you would you agree with that? Like you've had in this ten weeks, we'd have to go into all the details, but there's been a lot that's gone on mm. in these ten weeks. Do you not you've almost been up here? Down here, up here, down here. Yeah. I don't know whether or not. Maybe because we sit down once a week now and talk about it, I'm more aware. But from a friend's point of view, you look at it and go, "It's been a mad couple of months." Like since it you has. come back from travelling, yeah. that's obviously going to have a massive. Again, we've you've shared a lot of it on the podcast. I don't know how much more you want to say, but you you've had a whirlwind. I've only been back now two months, three months. Yeah, yeah. So. July, so I went at the end of June and come back at the end of July. So August, September. September. Feels like longer than that, really. It's only three months, really. So you've had. I think it's just been a lack of stability, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think that's the major thing. Like, even though, like, I only went away for a month, but like, I left a job and I come back and it's like been trying to sort out work and I don't know. It just sounds, it just sounds weird, but it's kind of like I just don't feel like I've got much stable going on at the moment. Yeah, um, we're creatures of habit as well, aren't we? Like, yeah. That's just the fact. Yeah. I do feel like like if I was tied down to like a proper full-time job and maybe, you know, got over some of these physical things a little bit or just had some answers to it. But that's, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of like, I don't know what's going on and I don't know what the future's going to hold. I think as well, like when I left my job and went traveling there was a little bit of me it's like right when i get back this is going to happen and this is going to happen and then when that doesn't happen mostly through my own fault like you know not getting up and making stuff happen it kind of i don't know just makes you feel uneasy i think like you say i think as humans we like a bit of stability at the minute i just feel like i'm on a bit of rough waves and just need it to sort of slow a little bit i think especially believe it or not we're both anxious people and um one thing for me is and I've touched on it before, is that I have to have a routine. Like mm-hmm. Even on the weekends and, you know, I need to know what we're doing and what times we're leaving. And, and if it gets thrown out in any way whatsoever, I'm almost like, it almost puts me in a bad mood. You know? So, for example, we're going to leave at 11 and then you text me saying I can't leave till 12. That's it. But like, mm. it messes my head. Yeah. Like, like, so I and I even work like it's like it's very routine, but it's comfortable because it's routine. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so I suppose like you said, you've gone from not having that routine and not having that because when you were working at ASDA, I suppose it was you'd been there for I don't know how long we there for twelve thirteen years. But but it was like it was routine that like you knew. Well, I suppose it was like autopilot, wasn't it? Like, yeah. And that's a bit like my job. It's all, So when things change, I am sometimes like, whoa, like, do you think that's maybe part of it? You haven't got the routine? I think so. I think like anxiety itself is kind of that, isn't it? Even if it's on like the smaller time scale where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm doing this tonight and I'm really scared about it. Or it's like on the larger time scale where you're just like, I don't know what the future's going to mm-hmm. hold. Like, I think that is the, the key to anxiety, really. It's like worrying so much about the future and I 
annoyingly I have it on the long term and the short term not too much on the long term that was the thing as well I think what it is is my short term anxiety which I've always had Mm -hmm. where I'm constantly like you know oh does this person like me and oh what's going to go wrong when I go and do this like that has now creeped into being long term as well where I'm like what the hell does the future hold for me because I just don't know that's my thing as well like I think human brains just want to know everything, don't they? But, but none of us know what the future Well, is. no, exactly. And, and, and you can get, there's two levels to it. And I have fluctuated between it a little bit. Like, um, I'm very good. Like, if I wake up in the morning and listen to, like, a positive podcast or, like, a, you know, or something like that and listen to some good music, I'm getting a really good headspace where I'm like, actually, it's pretty bloody exciting to, like, not have anything tied down and have mm-hmm. a future where I don't know what could happen. But then that sometimes doesn't last very long and that joy and excitement about the future can really rapidly fall off into oh god what if it's a really negative future and do you find that it it could be the slightest thing that mm-hmm. sends you off i suppose yeah 100 um, so you could you could be one minute on top of the world and the next minute you could be i think i'm really good when i'm alone at getting myself which again it could sound weird to some people because i know a lot of people when they'll feel most optimistic when they're like around people because they forget about stuff but I sometimes feel a little bit the other way around because when I'm on my own I can do my work and my way of thinking and get myself in a positive headspace and then my through my interaction with other people it can send me the other way so for instance like if I'm in a good headspace and then I go down and have an argument with somebody or like get cut up in traffic or something it can it can snap me back into but I suppose that really just shows how much work you got to do because I need to get to the point where I can bring that um, serenity or whatever you want to call it, that sort of really good headspace into my relationships yeah. with everyday people. Life. And I mean like, yeah, 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 into everyday life. Like when I walk out the door, can I keep that state of mind? Yeah. And the answer is a lot of the time, no, but I'm getting better. I do feel I'm getting better. I, I mean, think I'm a massively slow work in progress. So maybe when I hit 80, I might get to like a really good place. I will, but I, what I always tell so we were um, uh, out yesterday. Yep. Um, a romantic evening to start with, just me and you. <laughs> and then we were uh, joined by some unexpected guests. And obviously I knew them. You yeah. sort of knew them. Yeah, I knew a few of them, yeah. Did any part of you have any anxiety when they sat down because we know and I won't mention names but we have got other friends in our friendship group who would it. not would, and then like, like I said mm. I wasn't expecting all of them to come down I and mean, it was actually a really good laugh it was good to was, see them yeah. but I did like consciously think to myself God, I wonder how he feels about this because he's just had five people come and sit six people come and sit down at our That's table even more than that yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, and like I said they were really polite about it but I just sort of thought yeah, no, I think, obviously, I'm not going to lie and say it didn't help that I knew a few of them, I yeah, think, yeah. if it was total strangers. And the alcohol. Yeah. I think it's much easier to make friends or not care about what people think of you when you've had a few drinks, to yeah, be honest. So yeah. that may have helped. Yeah, very true. Let's be honest, we had a couple of drinks. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I initially, initially there's a little bit of anxiety, like, am I going to sit here and not be able to talk? Am I going to open my mouth and something stupid's going to come out? And then yeah. they're going to go, that Wayne's a bloody weirdo, isn't he? Like, but um, no, and luckily they were all really, like, yeah. say, nice people, so it kind of helps. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I get what you mean. I, and I do think if that was a situation where I was totally sober and I didn't know any of them, mm-hmm. it may Be have... A bit dawning. But, but no, and they were nice people and they were very... I think I said this to you, especially about a couple of them. They're very good at engaging you, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is really nice. Like, I think... Um, 
it's something I think I strive to do. It's really hard as an introvert. I think you have to have an element of um, extroversion with that where you don't make people feel anxious. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? When you meet them. Yeah, yeah. And I think I'm okay at that one-on-one. I think I struggle in groups to... Do you know what I mean? Like, like, do you not feel like, again, I don't want to name names and this isn't a negative thing. So I was telling you how much I really like the guy. Um, but there was a person there who was very good at doing that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's not leading. That's the wrong way to put it. Cause he's not leading you anywhere unless right. you're leading the conversation maybe, but he's very good at. People hang on his every word, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He is. And again, we don't have to say who it was, but yeah, he was very good. And I've got friends like it as well who they talk and just people just naturally just listen to them yeah and get drawn in and yeah. they get involved in the conversation yeah. yeah and I think I think I'm okay maybe one on one on one with that but I if I was sat in a group of just introverts I think I might struggle or maybe I wouldn't you never know no. maybe that would spring one of you up maybe if it's a group of proper introverts one of you would take the role as yeah. maybe but yeah. I mean, I, I, it sounds quite probably a little bit selfish but I don't even really like think about it when I said originally to the two obviously it was really busy if you guys wanted to sit down you can and then there was like six of them that came and joined us oh, like, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think any, it wasn't until like a couple of days later and I suddenly thought I wonder how Wayne actually feels no, about and I'm this. not being funny like like this might sound a bit weird because it might sound like I'm saying like if I just wanted to hang around but if, if like we went out to a pub yeah. do you know what I mean if yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like I really want a bit of one on one time with Dean I maybe would have messed you saying can I just come around yours and let's yeah, just stay yeah, at yours yeah, yeah. so you know I wanted to, you know, I didn't mind being sociable at all man but yeah that's, that's you worrying you see you're, yeah, you're feeling yeah, guilty was, yeah, but no yeah. honestly I sort of got home and I think you would have known like I think I would have been really quiet Quite, maybe yeah, and yeah. Yeah. Do you think that, again, we're not naming names, but do you think if you bring out one of those other friends, oh, no. that, yeah. that yeah. W- would you have like still said to them, come and sit down? No, no, I don't think so. Because I don't need to say that we're both thinking the same person and this person would admit themselves like, I think their worst nightmare would be to be sat down at a table with people they don't know and mm-hmm. talking about, it wasn't just about football, but there was a. I mean, yeah. I would say you know about football. You're Norwich fans, not that much, but. Um, <laughs> Every single episode. <laughs> but, um, but, but we were able to have that conversation and talk yeah. about. And one of them had been travelling, so you guys were able to talk yeah. about that, which I think helped as well. I just think that the particular thing may have struggled in mm. that. In which I get. Like, I think I said this to you before, or maybe to him. Slash her. <laughs> but like <laughs> But like I think I've said I, I it might have been to both of you or either of you, but like I share the similarities with which is probably maybe why we're like the three of us um are friends, maybe. Yeah. Um but uh like I share that that little bit of like social awkwardness so I can like totally understand it, but also I don't think I'm to the degree of that. It's quite nice to be able to see it from. We're, we're from almost that side. like in stages, aren't we? You know, that person is more. I wouldn't say social awkward. That's not no, the right no, thing to say. Right, so. But I'm trying to think how to word it. Like he's more introvert. Yeah, has quiet. more social anxiety. Yeah. maybe. and then you're probably not as you're bad. not as bad as him. No, and then. I think I'll talk to anybody. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably why we all got on as well as we all got on yeah. because you all 
almost help each other, I suppose, like realizing. Yeah, like for instance, if I was out last night with someone else, like uh, they're probably they wouldn't have come over. Do you know what I mean? Like, like if I was out there on my own, I would have just been sat on my own. Do you know what I mean? So it's nice that like you can bring that in. Yeah, yeah. It was good. It Being such out, a social butterfly. Well, uh, it turned out to be a, a quite a good laugh. But do you it? think it brought any more anxiety to the night for you? I mean, I don't feel I, like it, it didn't look. No, like it, do you know what? I think like we spoke about. Excuse <coughs> me. We spoke about it on previous pods about how my drinking was an issue, and I was mm. just. But I think since that night I was on about, I've been really good. So. We had a few drinks yesterday, but normally I'd yeah, be ordering, I'd be ordering shots and baby Guinnesses and Jaegers and all the rest of it, um, but didn't. I just stuck to one, and I think that helps as well. I think I mentioned before about getting anxiety, and mm. normally after a night out, I'd wake up, I'd feel groggy, and I'd feel like shit. I didn't this morning. I felt okay, mm. and then I'd lay on the sofa and I'd have that. Oh my god! What did I say to upset anyone yesterday? What have I done to upset anyone yesterday? And then other listen to the voice noise that I sent you on the way home. <laughs> um, um, yeah, like it was. It was. Um, Do you feel like like you um, said before on a podcast that sometimes you still get anxious in social situations like that, like because you feel like you're having to be somebody and be like really talkative yeah. do you feel I suppose it's difficult last night because I say difficult like there there was quite a few really talkative people yeah. so I suppose that helped but yeah, I wondered yeah. if it, you still had that little bit no of... I think if we were if we'd gone oh sorry different so say we went to Birmingham or not and more I think that's where my anxiety would probably be be higher because Again, like it's, it's, yeah, if something goes wrong last night or any stage, I think oh, I'm just going to go home. Like I'm a 20 minute walk, mm-hmm. so that was fine last night. Um, I suppose there's a bit of anxiety, and I think I, I always put a pressure myself. Like, oh, and I duck a defence mechanism is just try and make people laugh. Like, mm-hmm. Just try and make people laugh. Try and, um, but no, I think like. I think I probably just felt more anxious for you about is oh, is Wayne comfortable in this situation? Because obviously, well, yeah, it wasn't. It just sort of happened, didn't it? Um, yeah, no, it's nice. I, I did. I genuinely did have a really yeah, nice yeah, night. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I um, think, like I say, maybe when they first sat down, there was just that little bit of like, oh God, am I going to have anything to say? But as soon as you say the first thing and they don't all look at you and go, what the fuck? Yeah, well, yeah. You're like, oh, that's fine then. And, and you, I mean, you know a couple of them anyway, sort of. So you're quite. What you done quite well last night was banter, particularly yeah. one of them, yeah. about previous meetings of yeah, them. And yeah. I think that sort of eased it, and I yeah. think that, that definitely helped. It's quite interesting as well. Again, like, obviously I don't really have, won't name names, but um, I was talking to one of them a bit about the travelling, and I found that quite, because he seemed quite confident, but he was saying that, like, there's no way in hell he could have gone away, because I think he did similar to me, like, time-wise and effort, and he was saying there's no way he could have done it on his own. Which is kind of strange because yeah. in that social situation, if anyone was looking from the outside, they would have probably said, "Well, he looked like pointed at me and said he looks really like not very confident." This other guy seems quite confident. They maybe would have thought it's the other way around, but, but that's strange because, like I say, about being anxious about the unknown, 
I kind of like that adventurous bit that I think I've mentioned it before. Like, I kind of liked going away on my own in the sense that something could go wrong and it's on me to try and sort it out. As, I mean, there's varying degrees. I guarantee if I'd literally been stranded somewhere, I probably would have cried and, like, <laughs> wanted to come home. But, like, like within if it's something I can control but it goes a bit awry, I think I kind of like that. It's a bit so, strange. And you say that, so, again, I'm quite outgoing and talk to anyone, but... I couldn't go travelling on my own. Mm. I just... Like, See, I find that... It sounds so strange, but like, I kind of just feel like some, I need to sit down and dissect that. Because in my head, I always feel like in, like people that are more sociable or have less social anxiety would be better at stuff like that. Yeah. It's strange, isn't it? But I just don't like... Even like when you go away for a honeymoon, I just don't like travelling. I don't like mm. the... There's that bit and even though I know we're not going to like, oh, like, oh, oh my God, we're going to miss the flight. Oh my God, yeah. we're going to miss our coach on, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Um, if I'm travelling on my own, like, I think that's even... Worse. Yeah, I mean, I've never travelled on my own, so I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'll be really honest. I've got no sense, oh, I think we touched on it before, no sense of direction. Like, I literally have to use a sat now to leave my drive. Like, just, I'm just not good at that sort of thing mm. where you're well you've proven it you went for a week that's our week a month sorry and travelled yeah travelled around Europe even that you were lying to us and getting pictures off Google and you actually just sat in a yeah. prem- premier in at Will Roundabout I sat in Wellenbury yeah. <laughs> just for a month <laughs> I wonder if I could actually pull that off just photoshop myself into pictures <laughs> but no like um I I suppose and again I suppose it could come from experience a little bit because you lot always used to joke a little bit about the amount of stuff I used to do on my own but I, I do sometimes yeah. like going away on my own just because you have that freedom of just doing stuff and so maybe it comes a little bit from that but yeah it just sounds so weird I suppose it just shows my own prejudice that in my head I think that really sociable people are better at doing things like like better at um I guess it's. I guess I feel like social people are more confident, and therefore I feel like they'd be find stuff like that easier. Mm-hmm. It just show, it just kind of shows yeah, you, doesn't yeah, it, how yeah, your yeah. perception of people and people's can, personalities can, can be wrong. And everyone's different. There's probably some extremely extroverted people that are really good at it. But it's just it's just funny that I had that example of him and you because we spoke about it before. It's just yeah. But anyway, it's <laughs> good. It's good. good. So yeah, I, I say that was just more of a. A very long little check of how you've been. And, yeah. yeah. How, how about you? I haven't actually yeah. asked you how you've been the last. It's, uh, I wasn't really sure how, what I was going to say or how much I was going to say before coming on here, but I think we need to be organic and if we're not going to be truthful, then how can we expect people to listen to it and reach out? So mm-hmm. I'm currently signed off work. Um, with anxiety and stress, um, that was uh, end of the week. I mean, I've, I've we've spoken. Um, I think, I think I, I'm naturally anxious at the moment because of stuff mm-hmm. that's going on. You know, with with the baby that's due in God, six, just over six weeks, which is just uh, Mm. mental um, and so I think there's naturally a bit of that and just some bits at work where I've not been feeling maybe myself and I can't even really pinpoint what it is because I've been it sound bad but not unhappy but not been happy at work for a little mm. while so but for, for some reason the last sort of three weeks or so of um, 
it's all come to a head. So yeah, I'm off at the moment. Um, which when I spoke to the doctor about, uh, I think it was Thursday. They sort of said about you know maybe you need some time off, and I was really unsure at first because obviously before, like I said before, I'm a creature of habit and I like. Mm. I don't like not doing anything, you know, even on weekends. Like, I like to keep busy. I have to keep busy. Um, so I'm a little bit worried if I'm at home, Mm -hmm. am I going to get stuck in a rut? I know you sort of touched on it when you were looking for work. That was the big thing for you. Um, and then, yeah, I've got to go to the doctor on Wednesday for an ECG. We're falling apart between the two of us, (laughs) aren't we? Um, so yeah, so I've been having, uh, sort of chest pains and I will want to have a regular heartbeat I can't really explain it so they reckon it might just be anxiety but for just to be safe they want yeah, me to yeah. go so there's a I suppose well no I I know or I'm pretty certain it's nothing serious it's added more anxiety it's like that, a vicious circle isn't it really? yeah yeah I, I'm you know more certain it is probably just anxiety there do whatever they've got to do and it will all come back fine Um, but there's also that one part of you that is oh my god I've got a a heart tumor or something do you know what I mean like again I think that's just naturally how I am a bit of a warrior so yeah that's a bit a bit of shit at the moment in terms of like that but Again, just trying to do the, the positive things, which is, I know we went out last night, stop the drinking, because again, and something I have done was, you know, coming home from work and having a beer after work on like a Tuesday for the sake of mm-hmm. a beer, like that's not, just why, and it was pointless stuff, so stop doing that, um, getting out, and even with the dogs, I think I said to you yesterday, normally I take them out, and it's sort of, 20 minute walk but going out for longer sort of putting my headphones in and just and I find that all has helped um, so yeah good good and bad at the moment good and bad um, I just think I need to work out I need to work out what it is that's making me feel like this at work because otherwise I'm going to go off and go back and then in three weeks time be having the, the same conversation Um so yeah, off off at the moment. Um, hopefully just for a week, but I just need to get myself sorted. But yeah, it's bad because I actually work with some really good people. Um, but I seem to wake up at the moment and always be filled with just dread, you know, um, which isn't you know not. There's a lot. Of, I don't think many people wake up in the morning and jump out of bed and say, mm. "Yes, I'm off to work." And I don't know, maybe the darker mornings, the colder mornings, I think I... What do they call it? Seasonal effective That's disorder. That's it, yeah. yeah. So I think I definitely... And I think we all have a part of that, like... I think so. I say when you don't have enough sun, it um, can, like, physically affect you because you're not getting the vitamin D and stuff. But it, like I say, I think it just, just can affect your mood, can it? Because yeah. you're just seeing darkness everywhere. Yeah. Like I said, you leave. I mean, I, I leave sort of six o'clock in the morning, come back at sort of four, and it's dark when I leave and dark when I get home so I think that has probably had an effect as well um, I think it's just naturally an anxious time with mm. a potential it's bound to be and I wonder if it all just does stem from the baby really yeah. and that's just making because I suppose if that raises your anxiety to yeah. a certain degree and then 
obviously you're not getting on with your job on top of it it's just like constantly adding these different layers and layers do you think um going back to your time off do you think you're going to try to find things to do to take your mind off it because Um, that is the worry isn't it if you now take the time like you say you might just start being more anxious and i think um as much as I love my wife, China, she will find stuff for me to keep busy. She yeah. will see this as a, oh yeah, I can have him uh, getting this ready. So that'll be fine anyway. Like, I, I almost need a time to, I always need, I need to keep busy. Like I, I think if I just almost sat and wallowed in self-pity, then that would make things worse. So I need to keep busy. I need to, yeah, um, find stuff to do. So that'd be a good thing. Um, so yeah, I think it, I think it'll be okay. I think just like I say, I think it all ties back a lot of it to the baby. We've got they're quite concerned that the baby, well, not even concerned, but the baby is really small. Mm-hmm. So there's an element of of that as well. We're having to go for regular scans, um, and I think again, you naturally worry. You know, every yeah. you know we've got another scan this week, <clears throat> and there's almost that. What, is everything going to be okay? Is everything going to be okay? And then, you know, and then it just snowballs. And I think when you're, when you're not in a good place, if something happens at work, you can almost brush it off and go, yeah. yeah. But, but when you've got these external worries as well, and I, and I can almost feel, I'm quite laid back, but I can almost feel like my temper, like, I'm more irritable, do you know what I mean? Stuff mm-hmm. where someone would say something and I'd just, whatever it would annoy me but I'd have a 30 second rant to myself and yeah. then leave it like it's been annoying me more and I've been probably and I actually said this like I sent a message to my boss the other day and just said to him I've been probably less proactive than I normally would be I've been more irritable and then they messaged me back and said like yeah I can I, I can tell something's bothering you yeah um you know, so I suppose again, it's how people expect a certain, a certain dean, and when you're not yeah. that, people do pick up on it. Um, but yeah, other than that, other than that, yeah, chicken and beef. Um, yeah, it's uh, like I said, we're falling apart between the two of us. But I'm hoping, you know, once the baby's here, mm. other than being probably sleep deprived, that. I can get myself back onto a level. Yeah, and you might have an anxiety, but it'll, it'll be a different anxiety, yeah. I think. Like, this will be just a worry, you know, about looking after the baby, where now it's like you're just a bit confused and maybe just a bit, you know, not quite sure how it's going to go. But I think as soon as as yeah. soon as the soon, baby's soon born, it's going to be just like your natural instincts are going to kick in and maybe hopefully that baseline yeah. will lower a little bit. It's just uh, it's just mad as well. Like, I know like we keep saying like every pod, but like seven weeks today, there's going to be a baby here. Like that is just mental. I think it would be very, very unusual for someone not to be yeah. a bit anxious. So I wouldn't beat yourself up about it. I think it's totally, totally normal. But. I do have, like I said to you before, like even like last night, like one of the lads said, "Oh, not long to go now, is it?" And I went, "No, just over six weeks." And then they go, and they're like, "Oof!" And I mm. think, and it could be seen as well. I mean, the baby decides they want to come. It could, it could be really, yeah, anytime. It's um, the biggest thing that's going to happen to you, really. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Um, oh no! So we were talking the uh, the other day. Um, so Joe's due on the nineteenth, 
And I just said to her, any day other than the 17th of December. And she's like, why? I said, it's Liverpool Man United. <laughs> she, said, she said, what, you'd missed the birth of your child? And I said, <laughs> and to be fair, I was like, you divorced me. I said, uh, Joe, you've been in my life for 10 years. Liverpool have been in my life for 31 years. So don't make me Jews. Um, oh, which, dear. But, but, um, but yeah, I think, and naturally, naturally, but anxious about that. I think it's probably just all snowballed into... And poor Joe's not had the best time with it, no, which I don't think would help. She's struggled, yeah. bless her. It's been a... And she's way too hard on herself as well, because she's mm. like, oh, I've been really shit and moany for it all. And I'm like, no, you haven't. Not really. Yeah, like, I, I will wind her up and say, like, you're moaning again, but like, never malicious when she yeah. knows that. And I'm like, you're not at all, like... It's been hard, like she had a lot of sickness and, you know, emotional and all that. But I think that's expected, isn't it? Especially with mm. them, like I said, not, not you know, having issues with the, when the baby's really small, then being told the baby's okay, then being told it's really small again. And you're, I'm trying to balance that without all the hormones. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's nothing I can do. We, you know, with, with most problems we go through in life, I can offer some advice or say something, but Joe's yeah. a midwife, so nothing I can say is gonna. It's true. And people say to me, and oh, it must be really good. It's probably the opposite way. It's probably mm. worse that she's midwife because she knows. Yeah. The worst case scenario all the time. Yeah, it's um, like they say about doctors, don't they? Doctors make the absolute worst patients. Yeah, yeah, and I think there is and. You know, there's bits where, you know, I'm trying to say to her, you know, it's fine, everything will be okay. And she's like, and, but she, not deliberately does it, but I just, like you said, she knows the worst case scenario. Mm. So I'm trying to reassure her, but it's really difficult. And it has been, I think, these last sort of three months when we first found out and they said, oh, you know, about the size of the baby, they're a little bit concerned. I think it's been tough. And we just both are bored of waiting now. Yeah. Like, like, the first bit, you have that initial excitement of all we know, and no one else knows, and then it's the excitement of telling everyone. And now it's like, okay, like, let's just, we just want it to be here now, do you mm. know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, just a lot going on. I think when you sit down and you say it all, you can all, I almost... If it was you saying it, I'd be going like, you know, no wonder like mm. you're anxious at the moment. But that's why I think this is good and why, like, I mean, not everyone would be able to do a podcast or want to do a podcast or maybe literally have like I don't know the confidence maybe to do it. I yeah, don't know. yeah. But you can, like you say, I think sometimes you doing this where you get to sit and literally go through what we've been going through, and there's things people can do similar to that like journaling i mean it's something i'll be honest with you i enjoy writing in terms of like on computers and stuff but like i hate physically writing and i feel like with journaling i would never keep it up if i was trying to do it on my phone and stuff but it's apparently meant to be really good and i think that's similar to what you just said like when you journal and stuff you can literally look back and go wow do you know what like when i've put this on pen and paper or whatever or like us on this podcast like this is so normal like not you know it's like 
all I'm going through at the moment, of course I'm going to feel like this. Yeah, Which helps, because I don't know if you're the same as me, but sometimes, like, my brain, and I suppose the brains naturally do this, but, like, I will feel anxious, and then I'll find myself almost trying to find things that I'm anxious about so I can put it to something. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And like you said about the journal, and when I do my CBT, that's one thing they say is to have a, a worry diary. Um, but I'm different. I prefer to write things down mm. on paper rather than on my phone when I've got the handwriting of a four-year-old. So um, I think that's part of what it is. I mean, uh, plus my, I don't know if it's something wrong with me, but when I write for more than about 20 minutes, my hand just, and wrist just fucking kill me. Like, so... <laughs> so yeah, you, you need to look a Lego man so I can just pop oh, bits honestly, off you and rebuild you again. Honestly, I don't think it's one part of my body is okay. Apart from my... Yeah, so do you um, really feel... Do you still do the writing? Yeah, yeah, so that's what they say, part of the CBT, they say um, to write your to write your thoughts down to write they call it a, a, a worry journal and you write it down um and yeah sometimes you do look back at it. i mean one thing i'm really bad at and i don't have a period as well is i will write myself a note and then we'll come back to it later on and look at it and go what the, hell the is fuck that is happening to me <laughs> like the amount of times i do it even yeah. like whether it's a worry diary or at work like i got my diary at work and i write school with something in it <laughs> and i get back the next day and i'll go Nah, I don't know. Like, I do just I'll put it in a diary, like, oh, I'm doing this at two o'clock, but I'll put it in like code because I can't bother to write it out. It'll just be like, I don't know, CS yeah. at five o'clock. And I'm like, what the yeah. CS mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times I've done it. And then, and then you sit there and you go, sort of like, what did I do yesterday? And what is it? And yeah, yeah, <laughs> regular film. But yeah, going back to the worry journey, like, even that, that helps. And, and it helps you also, I think, realise that. Well, it's not, not not that big, but maybe you're overthinking it, you know. Yeah. And again, I am an overthinker. Um, but yeah, I, I sort of, I find that does help. I think that's something, if anyone's listening, you know, write down what it is. Even if you don't go into it then, write it down and go back to it later. And a lot of the time it's, not it's not a big thing, but it's something then once you've had a chance to look at it, and then and almost dissect it a little bit like we just done then. Mm. A lot of the time, it's not as as bad as you think it is. Um, yeah, because I, I think our, our brains are so good at like <clears throat> having something happen that is out of our control, but you know isn't life changing. Mm-hmm. But our brains will, because of the way they work, and because of the whole you know fight and flight survival thing, it will literally like feel sometimes like that is like life changing. Yeah, it's like I try. I'm not very good at it, but I, not at all. But I try and live with that. I, I, again, I don't know where the quote comes from, but that thing about like it's something along the lines of if it's not going to affect you in like five months, don't spend five minutes on it. If it's not going to affect you in five years, don't spend five weeks worrying about it. Yeah. You know, it's that like trying to just. But it's difficult. Like, I'm really bad with it. Like, there's some things that I, my brain will tell me is like life or death Mm -hmm. when it's really not. When it couldn't be farther from that. It's like the smallest choice in the world. And I'm like, this is a life or death decision. It really feels like that at times. And I I said to you as well, I have that real anxiety of thinking that I've upset someone or Mm. someone's annoyed with me. Um, And I've tried to, (laughs) probably not very successfully, but recently, not do that and not worry as much and it's really hard because I almost think like you're you're programmed that way someone has a program mm. to 
I, I think you're quite good. I think we've got friends who are quite good as well. If, if they don't like me, I really don't care. Mm. Whereas I'm more, well, they don't like me. Why don't they like me? And not as good. I don't know. You might disagree with that. I think you're quite good at not caring what people think. Um, yeah. In some respects, yeah. I can definitely see it in you, though. I think because you were quite honest about it last week when like, I think it was, on, was it on the Monday maybe? When I was like a little bit off because I think that was a, at the point where like I had like loads going on with what <laughs> I was talking about before. Like, and there's been other stuff going on. It's not just the physical stuff, but I had like so much going on and you actually said to me like, I, re- I, I know it's wrong, but I really thought like I'd done something wrong. Yeah. And that was good. And obviously it couldn't have been further from the truth. Like you lot, like, like, I think I said to you with everything that's going on recently, I've really seen that I've got some really good friends because everyone was looking out for me. Like I was getting daily texts from like you and a few other people like checking on me. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's, it's so nice. It couldn't have been further from the truth, but yeah. that comes from it. And, uh, and it was, and that was good because sometimes I can see it. Like sometimes you'll say like, I felt like you're off from me. And then I'll look back through the text or whatever. And I'll be like, oh, actually I was a bit short, but I remember but at the time I really was like, no, that's, I think yeah, that's just Yeah. Funny. I just think I'm naturally am just a, I do just worry, like, even with, like, just everything, with work as well, I think, and even more so, I think with my anxiety being heightened, you worry even even more. So even, like, you know, a a task at work, you know, and they've set a deadline for this day, I worry so much about getting, I need to get it done, I need to get it done, I need to get it done, I need to get it done. Whereas, I think, again, with, if I didn't have, Anxiety is high. I probably wouldn't worry as much. Does that make mm. Does that make sense? And yeah, again, definitely. even I think even more so the last three or four weeks. Again, I think a lot of it goes back to the baby. I think I guess my day to day life. I feel more anxious. Anxious, yeah. Um, and then you start getting these chest pains, and like I said, I reckon it's probably just anxiety. But you can't help but think. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. Do you know what I mean? like, it's natural, it's... especially when it comes to stuff like the heart. Like I think, like everyone just always worries. Don't they? Yeah. As soon as your ticker has like a little sign of of it, um, but like you say, it's unfortunately a vicious cycle. Yeah, but yeah, it's um, it's quite crazy how your mind and body can do that. I mean, I lived with it like to an extreme when I say when I went from my panic disorder because literally, it just sounds so weird. I suppose like. It even sounds weird to me, but I would get a little bit of dizziness or a little bit of a chest pain and I would genuinely believe I was dying, as in like right there. I'd be like, oh my God, having a heart attack and it would feel, and then obviously that anxiety would then cause your breathing to mm-hmm. speed up, so your heart speed up. And I genuinely, like, like, I mean, I went to hospital numerous times, doctors all the time, phone 999 once. Like I genuinely thought I was dying all the time. It's so crazy to see that relationship between physical symptoms and mental and it can yeah. go both ways your mental can cause your physical and then the physical manifestation of that causes your mental mm. state yeah, yeah. these stress and anxiety to go up it's and i think definitely i mean we we can we touched on it before like physical exercise helps mm. and that's what i'm trying to make sure that i'm just doing a bit more more of so you know playing football on a monday night especially now it's getting a little bit colder every part of me mm. wants to go no, I'll just sit on the sofa, it's too cold. But I know that it's good for me, so I almost, not force myself, because I really enjoy it, but it is an effort when it's cold to convince yourself it's a good idea to, to go. I think as well as a physical exercise, like you just, like we spoke about before, but you just doing it when you have every sort of excuse or like reason or want in your head to mm-hmm. not do it yeah, is yeah. a big thing. Yeah, 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 definitely. Because um, you're sort of teaching your brain to do things that aren't, 
comfortable yeah. not take the comfortable option and I know it's good for me as well like, when I finish I you know oh, we always have a laugh because no one takes it too seriously um, not everyone um, I was just thinking that I was like um, stories last night so. <laughs> yeah but the majority of us don't take it too seriously um, we just all have a laugh and I feel feel better for it and you get yeah. that I can't think of what the word's called Endorphin, is it the yeah, endorphin rush, yeah. like, and then and you can feel it as well. Mm. Like, and I definitely feel it when I'm. So it's just about trying to trying to do what I control. So more exercise, eating better, drinking less, all the stuff that. Well, no, we did go out last night and had a pizza for dinner. <laughs> so probably probably not correct, but just trying to do the little things that I can control. Yeah. To help the anxiety you know I don't like being off work but maybe it's what I need just to have a week yeah to just, just to... like like I say because of the physical like we're saying about how physical issues can then cause your mental but of course it obviously we 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 know because of that that it's the other way around yeah if you look after your body chances are it's gonna help your head Definitely. like if you're if you the thing is as well is I fully believe and um, from what like I think research and science is showing that if you're like deficient in certain vitamins and minerals and stuff because you've been like me eating fast food all the time it's that can cause mental issues yeah. that can cause you know some more stress yeah. it's like sleep as well so important yeah yeah I, I thought I was really good with sleep and then I had a really bad night's sleep the other day and got like three hours and for the next day I was just miserable and mm. then part of me thinks how am I going to do when the baby comes along and you're not, you're not even doing <laughs> unfortunately yeah, yeah you might just have to suffer yeah just uh, survive on Red Bull and uh, yeah. and Lucas say for a little while <laughs> but uh, but yeah I think we might be it's yeah, about time about time there yeah. um, always good to chat always good to chat yes mate and we uh, yeah, we keep saying we have got a couple of people that have uh, said they want to come on so we do need mm. to I'll reach out to them again and uh See if we can get a date in the diary to have a yeah, guest on. That'd be nice. That'd yeah. be good. And again, like we said before, if anyone's got any anything they want to send in, just to uh... yeah, preferably money, so we can buy some <laughs> new microphones and some cameras. Yeah, <laughs> um, that money would be, be great. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm more meant questions <laughs> or stories, but you know, either way, it could um, be both. Yeah, but yeah, because I think it'd be really good as well. And, and I think as me and you can only as well talk about so much do you yeah, know what I mean yeah. like it'll be nice to have a di- and even different perspectives even if someone wants to message in and say like I really don't agree with something you said like it's it'll be nice to get other perspectives and stuff so please if you've listened to this end bit please uh, feel free to send a message you can do it anonymously um literally like we we would we can try to you know navigate it so it that it's really we? yeah sensitive and no personal information we can do whatever you know just um yeah feel free to send the stuff in it'll be uh, it'll be really nice to hear from from you all yeah. and i hope you have a have a good week mate yeah you too pal you too goodbye Bye.